0: everyone, I'm Ari Meglin here with Rachel Poley, and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer Podcast. We are on episode 107 and this week's question is, how do you deal with decision fatigue? Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show. And if you enjoy our episode, please do give it a like, write a review and share it with friends. Okay, so what is decision fatigue? You may have heard this, The concept is that the more decisions you are forced to make in a day, the more your ability to make decisions deteriorates. It's as if we have a finite amount of decision making ability and obviously the more decisions you make, The quicker that depletes and if you think about how many decisions you have to make at the beginning of the day means that by the middle of the day you can already be worn out what this means is it can lead to making irrational or unwise decisions if you have had to make a lot of other decisions earlier on so that's why we're talking about decision fatigue one quick thing about decision fatigue is it's not always big decisions. I've heard people think that decision fatigue comes from big decisions. It, it's literally little things. What are you having for breakfast? What time are you getting up? Do you have to make a phone call? Should you check your emails before breakfast or after breakfast? These are all questions. These are all decisions you, your brain has to make. And that can lead to more decision fatigue further on down the line. So just want to clear that up right away.
1: Yeah, it's true. Like every little thought that you have is a decision in its own way. I think just overall, in general, our brains are weird. And the fact that they get tired after making X amount of decisions a day just kind of blows my mind in a way. But I do get it because I'm an early riser and I wake up and I get all my work done. And by the afternoon, by lunchtime, I'm dead. I'm just beat. And I still have to go babysit in the afternoon. And there's always, there's always more things for me to do. I mean, I run my own business. I'm a freelancer. So yeah, there's always stuff to do. So after I work for like X amount of hours in the morning by lunchtime, I'm just, I'm so done. And as Ari said, the decisions, they're not like big decisions. They can be little. So after, so you don't even really realize that you're using up the brain power that you're actually using. And when it comes to writing, We don't think about it often, but we do make a ton of decisions when we're writing. If we're writing the first draft of something, well, we have to sit down and figure out what story are we working on today? If we're working on story A, what scene do we want to work on? What chapter are we working on? Should we read what we previously wrote before we start writing? Or should we edit a chapter? Or should we do this? Should we do that? There's so many different decisions that you make. And that's why a lot of people say to plan out your day ahead of time that before you start a writing session to figure out what story you're going to work on and have a plan for the week. This is what I do. I plan out each week beforehand every Sunday night before I go to bed. (laughs) Well, I say every, not not actually every. Uh, I try every, but (laughs) it doesn't always work. So most Sunday nights before I go to bed, I sit down and I use Todoist. It's a website and it's also an app And I will sit down and I will plan out my entire week and say, okay, Monday, I'm going to get X, Y, and Z done. Tuesday, I'm going to do A, B, and C, and so on and so forth. And I even include my podcast meetings on there, any writing that I want to do or editing, I put that on there, my work, babysitting, any cleaning stuff. Like if I have to empty the litter box or something, I add that on there and then when I wake up Monday morning, I can see on the To Todoist app, the only things that are there are what's due that day. So it would just be my Monday tasks. I don't need to think about anything else. All I need to decide is what order I want to get them done in. And that's it. And it makes things so much easier for, for me to just get through my day and kind of go through the motions. And I get to check things off when I'm done. So it makes me feel productive. So that's always a plus. That has
0: totally made me think when you say like, how you do certain things. Like with the cleaning, I, I do the same thing. I, I I know exactly what I'm doing with cleaning. I have a weekly schedule and I have my dailies that I do every day, you know, like emptying the dishwasher, putting a wash on, vacuuming the stairs and the hall, things like that. that every, every single day I need to get those done. And then each day is broken down with all the other tasks. And that way I never get to a day and think, oh, what am I supposed to do? When was I supposed to, you know, do a maintenance wash on the dishwasher? When was I supposed to clean the curtains? It's all listed and I already know what I should be doing that day and it just takes away that brain power use so it can be freed up for something else and again something else you said about like how you plan the day and what the sort of things you want to think about working on while you're writing not only do you have to think about the story you're writing the characters where you're going with the scene or the chapter but if you're anything like me while you're writing you're coming up with questions you know like oh what time of day is it should that that scene have happened before this or did I mention x because it comes up here and it needs to be a foreshadow now I know some people will Those questions and then try and answer them. I never do that because, again, decision fatigue will just wipe me out. I always go to the bottom of my Scrivener page that I'm working on that's specific to that scene and I will write those questions out, but I do not answer them on that day because it would completely take me out of the scene it would waste my time and then I like you I will plan to come back and answer those questions on a specific day when I'm ready to answer those questions so that'll be the day I, I do that I don't do any writing I just work on the questions for that scene because usually they'll create more questions so the, the last thing I ever want to do is be halfway through writing, come up with a question and then spend 20 minutes trying to answer that question, which will probably create more questions. And then by that time, I just don't have the brain power to finish the scene I was writing because I'm trying to think where it's going. And even that is more
1: decisions. So yeah, just that was just a little thing that you, you kind of triggered when you said what you said. It's a vicious cycle because I do the same thing when I'm writing and I'll come up with a brand new story idea just to have an extreme example, I'll come up with a brand new story idea and I'll need to grab a sticky note or an index card or something and write it down real quick. Or if the idea is so big, I'll have to open up a new Scrivener tab and like completely write it out before going back to my other thing. But otherwise, if you don't write it down, you'll forget about it, first of all. But then, yeah, it kind of derails you. And that's actually one of the One of the difficult things about decision fatigue is that no matter how much you plan, sometimes things get in the way and then your whole day is derailed. And then because of that, you need to make more decisions. And the biggest decision is how do I replan my day? How do I reorganize everything? And that can be a a right pain in the butt.
0: (laughs) That is very true. It really can. And I think you also have to remember, it's not even just your decision. When I was growing up, something my family all seem to do, and I don't know why, is they always ask a million and one questions. Starts off with like, what do you want for breakfast? So you think, I'll have toast. Are you sure you don't want cereal? We have cereal. No, no, I'll have toast because your brain's like, oh, should I? No, I'll have. We also have pancakes. Would you like some pancakes? "Um, Yeah, okay, I'll have pancakes. Well, do you want jam on? And it was literally so many times throughout the day, I would be asked, so many questions I, even after I'd already answered but every time you get asked a question your brain automatically starts should I should I change should I stay should I have that should I have that should I have that should I have that and honestly it was so tiring and even even now when I talk to my family they still sometimes do that and I have to just shut it down because I don't have the brain capacity for a million and one questions you know it's bad enough we have our own decisions to make never mind the constant ones being bombarded from other things oh. not just your family <laughs> <laughs> i think that's everybody yeah seriously it's just oh even little things you're in the shop it's like do you want your receipt or not and you're like eh, mm. do i want my receipt no it's just it's better just to already know the answer either yes or no even if you don't want it, just say yes. If that's it, at least then you've made an answer. It's you use it all the time. You can throw it away later. <laughs> but that kind of, do you want this? Do you want some help with your packing? Do you want uh, uh, Do you need a bag? Do you not need a bag? Do you need this? Do you? Want? And it's like, oh my gosh, just so many freaking decisions. But anyway, let's let's move on to the helpful things. So, how do you get past the decision fatigue? Okay, I think one of the main ones for me is to break big tasks into small, manageable chunks. And this isn't just for decision fatigue. This is also for that kind of like paralysis you can get when you're overwhelmed and you've got lots of big tasks or one big task. And it's like, how do I start? Where do I go? What do I do? Taking the time to pick up a big task and break it down into lots of little manageable t- chunks. And I'm not just talking take to write a book and break it down into writing and editing and marketing. It's like, no, no, no. You break it right down to as many steps as you can to just Write this scene about this character. Answer these questions on this scene. Write character profile about this character you can do several chunks but just write them down into smaller chunks that way you're not feeling overwhelmed with the big chunk the big task you know being hit with so many questions when you get to that big task so yeah that's that's my main one. take your big task, break them into small manageable chunks and as rachel said then use those chunks to plan out your week beforehand so every day
1: you're sitting down you know exactly what you're supposed to be working on I think that's something that I need to do though, is with the with the big tasks. You just made me think with my writing on my to-do list, I've had I have a writing section and one of those tasks is organized writing. That's it. There's nothing else to it. It just says organized writing. And most days I'll I'll sit down, I'll be like, I'm gonna work on this. And then I stare at it and I open up all of my stories. I open up Trello, I open up Scrivener, Google Docs, wherever all my notes and I'm like, what am I supposed to organize? Am I supposed to prioritize my stories? Was I supposed to organize my notes for each story? Was I supposed to, I don't know what I was supposed to do. And then I just stare at it for a good hour. And then I'm like, I don't feel like doing this anymore. And I exit out of everything and then I go work on something else. So yeah, take a big task and break it into small manageable chunks. Don't be so vague with yourself. Just narrow it down and zero in and be specific. Talk to yourself like you're five. Yes, that definitely. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just, I thought it was
0: so funny because while Rachel will say that I was just laughing on mute, obviously, because I, it was like listening to myself. That is exactly how I have that in my head when I'm doing certain things. Like I literally just started sorting out my business paperwork again, which I have not done most of the year. And by year, I mean the financial year from like last April. And it's been on my list, like sort business paperwork, catch up with business paperwork. And then on, I think it was a Sunday, last Sunday, I actually just broke it down into just sort purchase invoices. That's it. And I did it. I got them done. Sort customer orders. Because I just kept seeing this big task and it was like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And then I did. I made a little Trello and I added them all in which pieces. And then I can just focus on one because, wow, you really can't see these big tasks and do it. It, it takes
1: too much effort. Yeah. You, you confuse yourself and then you get yourself stuck in a decision fatigue loop. Because if yeah. you have something so vague like that, you're look you're asking yourself all these questions. What was I supposed to be doing? What does this mean? What should I be doing? And in that case, you end up making all these different decisions because you have to decide what to do so that by the time you figure it out and you're actually ready to get started well you're just you're tired and then you don't want to do it anymore Yes. And sometimes you'll power through and other times you'll be like, "Yeah, forget it and just <laughs> walk away. <laughs> <laughs> this is leading me on to my
0: next point, which is try and stick to just three tasks. And in that, try one big task and two small tasks. And by big task, I don't mean this big task that you should have broken down into small pieces. I mean a big task that might take longer, like say your task was to write a specific scene or to do a specific chunk of world building for your world book or a certain type of research, that might take a few hours. That might take a bit more concentration. So that would be your big task. And then you can have two small tasks that need to be done, whether that is creating a couple of graphics for your social media or adding a new photograph to your press kit, something small, but that still needs doing. And that's it. Those are your three tasks. And just try and give yourself three a day. Now I'm going to add a little caveat. This is mostly for like your writing. I'm not saying only, you know, for the entire day, just give yourself three tasks and that's it. And that includes your chores and your finances or anything because you'd never get anything done. But if there's certain tasks that need to be done and you've been procrastinating Put them on your list, make it just three, and they are the three you have to get done in that day. If everything else doesn't get done, as long as you get those three done, you're moving forward. The likelihood is if you get those three done, you will probably have time for other tasks that may not be as important, that still need to be done. Then you can put them on your list and do it. But focus on the specific three that you want to get done. Pick a big one and do that first. Definitely do that first. Use your energy for that. And then do your small tasks. And again, as Rachel said, plan that out so that you're not thinking, which of the big tasks should I do? Because it's more decisions and you don't want that.
1: I feel like we should have named this episode Everything Rachel Does Wrong and like, don't listen to her. <laughs> because one of the things with the big task and the two small tasks a day, that has always been one of my issues is that I would make a to do list and I would say, ah, oh, I can easily get these 35 things done in the 10 hours that I have for work. And I would end up stressing myself out because I would probably start with the wrong tasks. As Ari said, start with the big task first and then go to the smaller tasks because you'll use up most of your energy on the big task. And then by the time you get to the smaller tasks they won't seem like such a big deal. You don't want to work on like 10 small tasks and then go to something bigger where you need to use more brain power and then you're already exhausted and then the the work never comes out the right the right way that you want it to. So one of the big things that you need to keep in mind is time. As I said, I was in a pretty bad habit of giving myself too much work to do during the day and then I wouldn't be able to get it all done, so I'd have to push some tasks to the next day, which then would give me say 45 tasks for the next day because I'd already have 35 tasks for the next day and then you know it just gets Ari's cracking up she's on mute but she's cracking up <laughs> it's not easy being me okay
0: <laughs> honestly we're the same person that's what it's like it's like oh I could definitely do 30 40 tasks yeah it's like where do we get that confidence seriously where? are I don't- Sniffing anything else we do, but
1: confidence to finish all of our tasks. Oh, and then we just stare at the task because we don't want to do any of them. But yeah, you you really need to like figure out time. And say you you start work at eight o'clock in the morning and then you break for lunch at one o'clock in the afternoon. Well, what can you get done in that five hours, four, five, five hours? I can't math. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, one, five hours. <laughs> whatever you can get done in that five hours <laughs> work so on that know, big i'm t-
0: keeping that in
1: that's fine <laughs> that's totally fine everybody knows i'm terrible at math this is why i write so focus on that one big task first and then get your like two or three small tasks done after that and then depending on what time you're done you can work on things for tomorrow or you can work on smaller mundane tasks that don't really have much of a deadline You can chip away at another bigger task or you can just take a break because that's always nice too. But when you, when you break up your, your tasks, like Ari mentioned researching for a novel for one of her examples, give yourself like two hours to research. Just for example, you give yourself two hours to get your research done. And then whether you finish it or not, well, you can say, I worked two hours on this. So this task for today is done and you check it off. And then you move on to the other two small tasks. And if you have time afterwards and you feel so inclined to go back to your research, you can do that or you can move on and do something else. It's all about how you organize your day and you prioritize the big tasks over the small tasks. And I will say, I already mentioned this before, sometimes things change, some like a family emergency comes up or just anything unexpected happens. And sometimes that's gonna happen and it's unavoidable at times, it sucks. But if something like that happens, just take a look at your schedule again and rearrange things. You can do it that night before you go to bed or you can do it the following morning like just whatever just sometimes you just kind of have to roll with the punches
0: totally that is it you, you, you don't have control over everything no matter how much we try we try to have control i think also something you can do with to reduce decision fatigue is to reduce unnecessary choices now we've mentioned a few such as like knowing what you're going to be doing every day by planning your week Having like a cleaning schedule so you know what you have to clean on which day so you don't have to think about it. You could create a meal plan so you know what you should be eating on which days. And then on one of the days, you can make sure you have, you know, you go to the grocery store and you buy the food for the week that connects to the meal plan. So there's none of this, what are we having for dinner? I don't know, what should we have for dinner? We've got this or we've got this or we've got this. More decisions. Instead, create a meal plan, stick to it set out your clothes the night before so you're not having to sit there stirring into your wardrobe trying to think what do you want to wear today and yes I know that can change depending on if it was really really sunny like it was yesterday and now we've got gale force winds (laughs) if I'd have assumed it was going to be sunny I may have changed and put a different outfit on although in the UK we almost never get sun so we always dress like it's you know baltic weather outside but yeah set your clothes out the night before we've talked about it before that steve jobs was very much a black polo neck i think it was Grace Lacks and trainers and he just stuck with that outfit didn't have to think about what he was wearing every time that was just his go-to outfit you don't have to be that strict where you're just wearing the same outfit every day forever but Pick what you're gonna wear, so that that's not a decision you have to make when you wake up in the morning. and You've got a full tank. Check your diary the night before. Be aware if you need to be somewhere else. If you need, if you've got an appointment, if you need to be picking somebody up. Set in times. Like, do you have to set off a certain time earlier? Do you have to check anything? Anything where you're not having to think? Do I need to leave it, Leave the house at eight? Do I need to pick up such a body before I pick up the other person? Do I need to do this? Do it anything like that that you can re- reduce the choice even if it means choosing in the night before i appreciate that is still making a choice <laughs> but by the end of the day you're already feeling tired It shouldn't be that hard to make a simple decision like picking clothes. And then once it's done, it gives you more time the next day. And the same with creating like a cleaning schedule or a working schedule. It takes a bit of time the first time you do it. So say you decide that every Monday is going to be an admin day where you just clear your desk of things that have been lurking on it, clear you through your emails, make appointments, run errands. That's your day. And then Tuesday, like us, it's our podcasting day. Wednesday could be like a full on writing day. Thursday, social media day. However you want to create it. If you create that system so that you know every day what you're going to be doing, or if you do it in time frames, so like in the mornings, you'll always check your email first thing every day, or you'll check your social media as soon as you finished after lunch, and then it becomes a habit and you don't even have to think about it. You don't have to think, oh, should I check my social media today? Oh, did I, did I check it yesterday? Should I check it now or should I wait till later? It's like you fill it all in and you have this sort of structure that keeps you going and becomes second nature. I found that I, I had a habit of putting certain tasks off because they weren't that fun. Emails, emails is my horrible one. So I would put it off to the end of the day. And you know what? I never got to it. And then it would repeat and repeat. And then about a week in, I'd be like, I better check my emails. Oh, look, I've got 45. Oh, I don't want to do it. And then I'd bounce it for another two weeks. So I had over 100. And then I'd have to spend two days clearing through it and feeling stressed. So now I've put my emails at the beginning of the day, the first thing I do when I sit down at the computer. And it just, I don't even have to think about it. I just, I even have it so that when I open the the internet, my email is open, ready. So I'm forced to look at my emails the first time. And I just clear through and it stops me from just, oh, should I check my emails? No, I'll do it later. Push it back. Should I check? Oh, I better check my emails. Oh, do I need to? No, I'll push it back. So little things like that, just sort of create a schedule, create a system where you reduce unnecessary choices. You know what you're doing most of the time, with the exception of things going wrong and and derailing you. And anything that's really, really crappy, put it early when you've got more energy. I know it's annoying, but I guarantee if you leave it to the end of the day, you won't want to do it. You just won't. So so put it at the beginning, get it out of the way fast, and then get to your main tasks.
1: So yeah, that's my thoughts. With the whole email thing, it's really funny that you say that because I would consider email to be a big task because... You think even if you just have three emails in your inbox, think about all the decisions that you have to make responding to those three emails. Like if you have somebody like asking you for a book review, for example, or you have someone who wants to hire you or you have someone who has just emailed you because they're like, hey, I wrote a cool article. Can you backlink to it on your website? You know, just something simple like that. Like I would consider that to be a big task and I would agree with you. Yeah. Get your emails done and out of the way. Early in the morning because it's not just a matter of checking your email. It's a matter of answering questions and figuring out what to say and all the different responses that you have to come up with. It's a big job and one that yeah, I totally understand pushing to the back further. <laughs> I get that. And with the clothes thing with Steve Jobs, it's actually really funny that we're ha- we're recording this episode today because just last night I was thinking about Steve Jobs and his clothing situation and. That's actually one of the reasons why I don't get dressed first thing in the morning. Instead of setting out my clothes the night before, I actually just wake up and I get my work done in my pajamas. And then when my work is over, that's when I go get dressed and ready for the day. People will think that's backwards because a lot of people who work from home, they'll say you should always put pants on. If you're going to be working from home, like don't be in your pajamas because then you're going to be too comfortable and you're not going to want to get anything done. For me, me just going straight from bed to my computer, which I know you're technically not supposed to do that either. It's bad for you, but it helps me. I just wake up and my brain is like, okay, it's time to work. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to make any pit stops along the way, you know, aside from getting a cup of coffee. But that, But that's it. I just, I wake up, I go to my computer, get my work done. And then at some point, if I need a break, or or I just happen to finish what whatever I was doing, then I'll go get dressed. And then I'll get back to my computer and I'll sit. So I kind of use it as, I kind of use getting dressed as a break, which is kind of weird when I say it out loud. But that's just, that's what works for me. And I will admit, there are some days where, yeah, I am a little too comfortable in my pajamas and I realize I'm not being productive. So I will get up and take the time to go get dressed. But for the most part, no, I just stick to my pajamas and I get all my stuff done and it works for me (laughs) that's it everyone is different I have to be I will sometimes stay in my pajamas because it's comfy
0: and sometimes it's nice to be comfy while you work and I find if I want to be active I just have to put my trainers on even with pajamas and it makes me more active I'm more likely to do it so really it's just removing slippers that makes me more active take off the slippers put on the
1: trainers and it's also <laughs> my feet are constantly cold. So I'm usually wearing two pairs of socks plus my slippers. <laughs> so how would it really work for me? Because <laughs> then that's all I'd be thinking about is how cold my feet are. I <laughs> <We> have issues. <laughs> this is a really weird episode. I <laughs> you know,
0: i I've fine to wrap it up. Are we wrapping yeah. it up? Yeah. Go for it. Okay, I think that's all we're going to talk about, Decision Fatigue, because if we have to think of any more things, we'll have depleted our own well, because we didn't write enough notes on this episode, (laughs) as you do. But anyway, okay, let's turn it over to you guys. How do you handle all your decisions and do you sometimes suffer from decision fatigue? We'd love to chat about it, so tell us your answers in the comments below. If you want more of The Merry Writer Podcast, be sure to follow us on Podbean, YouTube, or wherever you listen to our podcast. And for as little as $1 a month, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash The Merry Writer Podcast for bonus content. It does help to keep our show going and we really do appreciate the support. In the meantime, tune in every Wednesday for a new episode of The Merry Writer Podcast where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Excessive Caffeine. We drink a lot. The music titled Inspired is by Kevin MacLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.